Welcome. I'm Melissa Gardner, a certified personal pre- and postnatal trainer with a nutrition specialist certification. I've dedicated my last five and a half years on helping real women lose the weight they want while teaching them how to do it sustainably, and I am so happy you're here today. And this is Ryan Gardner, a personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist dedicated to healthy and sustainable living. It's my goal to bring you the insight and motivation you need to start your day one. Now let's dive on into the Get Up and Do podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Get Up and Do podcast. As always, your host, Get Fit with Melissa. I feel like I change up the intro a lot, don't you think? Almost every time. I know. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back. Um, if you are new here, hello. I'm Melissa. And joining me today, Ryan. as always, my husband, Ryan, yep. who is also known as Real Fit Agent. This is like totally out of how we usually do things. We're excited though. So we have one of our dear, dear friends on the podcast. Um, He is one of the best coaches I know, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Alex, do your thing. Hi guys, I am Alex. So Alex Timmy, um, I've been a coach for, it's been like 10 years, but I think, you know, once the 2020 kind of happened, a lot of us switched from either group or the in-person stuff that we were doing to online. So since 2020, it's been trying to grow an online, you know, presence, mostly through Instagram and TikTok and things like that. But um, it really took off in late 2022 or mid 2022. And um, yeah, now I'm just, I don't know, I guess one of the great coaches and uh, <laughs> it feels so, it feels so egotistical saying that, but um, I, you know, I started off being the skinny kid who couldn't gain any weight and now I am. I don't know, teaching people how to gain weight, lose weight, gain muscle, lose body fat, and manage it through their stressful lives. Oh my gosh, you need to talk. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I guess I didn't follow you during that era because Ryan went through something very similar where he was very teeny. He was the skinny kid in high school always. and in junior always. high. Yeah, always been the skinny kid. And he had to like gain weight the natural way because God forbid, you know. Um, So I want to know more about that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So <clears throat> I grew up with, well, still have severe food allergies, like super, super intense food allergies, like a list of probably like, I don't know, 80 or so, 60 to hundred, maybe food allergies and a handful, maybe a dozen of those would send me to the hospital within a few minutes. Um, or put me six feet under, to be honest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that made it really tough. Like, you know, I'd go out to eat or I'd go to friends' houses or even in like the school cafeteria. And I would just not eat because I didn't know what the food was. If it wasn't something like that was straightforward, like pizza, for example, it's like, okay, I don't know what's in that. So I just wouldn't eat because there were just too many close, close encounters. And even times that I'd have to go to hospital. And it's like, as an adult, I'm taking care of those bills. And it's like, even with insurance, I'm paying 4,000 bucks. Like, right. Because, right. Of, because of, because of a fucking onion in my Qdoba bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it gets, it gets intense. Um, so because of that growing up, I was really skinny and, you know, I guess pretty underweight. Um, and it just took a lot of time for me to kind of gain the confidence and understand how to put on weight. So I started off just, I'm going to do 500 pushups every day. And I did that for a year. And so I did that in my first year of college, just too scared to go to the gym, really anxious kid. And that started giving me the confidence to work out. And then eventually I got, you know, some cheap dumbbells, some real cheap plates and a bench, um, basically from a scrapyard, essentially, um, started working out in my basement. And, uh, then I started doing group training and loved it. <clears throat> that was throughout college. 
worked at three different uh, gyms. And now I'm, I mean, now I'm here. I mean, that's basically the the crux of it. I started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for friends and family and things like that. You know, pretty much anybody who would take me on and uh, just grew it over time, increased prices as I gained confidence, then started, you know, developing a pretty high caliber clientele. And now we're here. Now you're here. Okay. Friends and family. That's where you started with, huh? I have yeah. a really big thing where I have told all my friends and family, I will not do one-to-one -one coaching with them. I, more power to you. No, I think that's actually a really good call because it's like, so I would, I would bring people on for free so often in the beginning just to try to get any testimonials and then market myself. Right. But it's like the people who don't have the skin in the game of the money, they don't care. I mean, I'm sure right. you dealt with that. Like if you, like when you raise your prices, you get better clients, like every single time. So it, that was something that was really hard to balance. The people who knew me as like, oh, Alex, oh, he's our friend. He doesn't really care if I don't do this check-in. He doesn't really care if I don't do this workout or this, you know, like track my calories. It's like, no, I do care. Like I care <laughs> way more than you care by a million percent. So I need you to make progress. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like I'm, this is, this is my life. <laughs> Please right. <Yeah>. stop messing <laughs> around with me. So it was, um, I mean, you know, there's those struggles, but, um, it, you get testimonials and you build on that, you know? Right. So you were doing, you said you were doing mainly in-person trainings then when you first started. Would yeah. you say, do you still do that or do you, are you basically a hundred percent online now? hundred percent online. Yeah. In 2020. So March, like 20 something, like 26th, maybe 2020 was my last group training class. Um, didn't do any one-on-one -on -one after that. Didn't do any group. Um, pretty much just spent time studying and trying to learn like I realized there was a lot that I didn't know, like so much, you know, I could, I could coach people through these group training workouts. Oh, you do 21 biceps yeah. and then right, do right. some overhead press and let's superset everything. Let's do circuits. You know, those kinds of, it was, it was lacking nuance. It was lacking structure. You know, you don't see the same people day to day, so you can't write a workout program. And so I started getting really invested with the science of things and how to make people as efficient as possible, because we're all low on time. Like we're all, nobody wants to spend six days a week in the gym, three hours per session, you know, it, it, it'd be great if we all could, if we all had that time. But the reality is like, we probably won't get better results doing that. We can be so much more efficient with our workouts, with our time, with, with our nutrition and things like that. So it's like, stop, stop, you know, spinning your wheels. Let's like right. let's, let's get some grit going and just focus on what you can control. And yeah, so I, I did bring back one-on-one -on -one in my home gym, uh, in my garage gym that I have here just for two local people. Um, ended up after like three weeks of doing that, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm back fully online. Like I, I, I opened the floodgates a little bit to that. It took so much time. The prices that I needed to charge were just ridiculous compared to like what I can charge for online. So answer your question very simply, online only at this point. I love all that. And if anyone just heard that mess of my child, I apologize. Um, kid life. Anyway, I, I was going to bring up, hold on. I need to circle back. We need to circle back for me really quick. So when you said that you raised your prices and then your clients became better, let me, I want to hurry and touch on that. I like to say it's like buying a bag from Versace versus buying a bag from Ross. Which bag are you more likely to take care of? The Versace yeah. one, right? Because the investment was greater. I think a lot of people need to understand this. Coaches and online trainers, good ones at least, the ones who genuinely care about you, which I'm going to tell you right now, Alex does. We, and I mean, I think I do too. I mean, I think, you know. I would say so. I would say so. Anyway, 
<laughs> we charge what we do, not just because of, you know, we need to make, it's our living, it's our job, it's our career, it's our path, but also because we know, we know what we have to offer and we know what we need to price it at to make sure you're willing to invest in it and stay invested because it's so easy for so many people to just pay something and then be, just not do it, especially if it was like 25 bucks, 100 bucks, no big deal, right? When you invest a big deal into something like coaching, you will get your investment back, especially if you're willing to work with your coach through, you know, those hard times, through those trials and be as present as possible. And typically with increased prices, you are more present to things, right? People who go to college and they pay out of pocket versus scholarship are more likely to take that, that, um, investment more seriously. So I wanted to touch on that because I love that you said that too, that you noticed that because same with me. And I think sometimes that can be hard for us because we're such like, well, we just want to help and we do. But at the same time, it's like, we got to make sure we're pricing this at, at the right point, you know? Yeah, no. And it's, it's tough because like, you know, we got into this to help, you know? I mean, I think that's, I think that's true of, of any coach. It's like, we saw, what the capacity was for us to help at a lower price point. And there's a ceiling on our time. Like right. that's just the reality of it. So if we have these higher caliber clients, we can help 20, 30, 40 people a lot better and more hands-on than we'd be able to with a hundred or 150. If we dropped our prices, these people that were at the, you know, 40, 50, 60, a hundred dollars, $200, they're not going to get the level of quality that we can with a higher price point. So, I mean, it does sound like I'm just Mr. Capitalism, Mr. Moneybags right now. But, but the reality is like, we're trying to do a good job for these people. It's why we started doing this in the first place. So, you know, I think there's a time and place for the the group training and stuff like that. But especially with nutrition, it can be tough to, to right. kind of steal that, you know? Absolutely. And I love that you talked about too, how you realized you were doing kind of the basics when you first started and you didn't know the nuance of things and you needed to really just dive in. Cause that was the same with me too. Like at first I was very like, okay, yeah, weight loss, caloric deficit. Like I understood, you know, the law of thermodynamics based off my own studies and our own studies, um, through experience. experience and, you know, just ISSA, which is our credentials. Um, but then I realized there was so much more I was missing. And so through everything, when I increased prices, it was taking into account all of this more educational things we were bringing into our life. And I think people need to know that going forward is your trainers aren't just training and never, you know, going through this process of, um, learning more. The best trainers are always willing to learn more. We're always continuing education. We're always trying to understand more so we can best help you. So just know that when you're investing in a trainer and you're not, especially for us, I, I'll speak for us and, you know, for some other ones that we know personally, um, like Brie would be another person I would say she's worth the investment. Um, you're, you're investing in someone who genuinely cares about you and you're not just another number. Would you say that like your clients aren't yeah. just another number to you? They're like clients, you know them by name and you're willing to go to bat for them and help them as much as they're willing to help themselves. Yeah, no, I know. Like I know the other day I got a message that was from my client and she was giving me an update on her dog surgery. Like that's how invested I am. Like I know your, I know your dog's names. I know your baby's right. names. I know your birthdays. I know your favorite color. I know your wife. I know your husband. I know your sisters, <laughs> your brothers. I know the relationship troubles that you're going through, the stresses you're dealing with. The that last Friday you went out for drinks and you didn't want to drink, but you had one anyways because Stephanie pressured you. I know all of this <laughs> stuff, and it's like it's like I, I'm. I mean, I think all of us coaches like we have. The, the ideal situation, we give you, we give you your nutrition targets, we give you your workouts, bada boom, bada bing, check mark, check mark, no problem. We are 
their therapists. We are their accountants. We are their like we become <laughs> everything for these people. So it's a it's a cool service to offer. You know, being a being a coach. It's a very wide. You know, it's a broad term, but um, I think all of us kind of we love that. You know. For sure. And I like why I've said like the coaches that genuinely want, you know, who a coach who genuinely wants to take care of you versus um, a coach who just sees you as another number. And I think, have you noticed that as you began coaching, like a bunch of coaches who just call themselves coaches, but you can tell it's just to like make a quick mm. buck off a person. Mm. They're just moving through the pipelines. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a, a coaching like a, a business coaching type thing. Hated it, by the way. Um, absolutely hated it. <laughs> For the most part, I don't know if I'd recommend them. I, I'm not going to talk too poorly about them, but uh, if you want my real thoughts, DM me. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they were just like teaching people to move people through a sales process, essentially. And it's like, if you want to coach somebody and ch change their life, like we're not talking about just changing body composition. We're talking about lifelong changes toward your habits, your mindset, you know, like that's that's not something that you can mass produce. Unfortunately, I wish it was. I wish there was an easy answer and we had a standard operating procedure for all this. It doesn't exist. It takes such a one-on-one -on -one approach to make the changes that most people need. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I'm curious um, if you have like a red flag that you would say, if you look at a coach or you see somebody's profile and you <clears> say, okay, red flag, this person's just trying to make a buck. Is there something you've noticed? A couple of them. Um, I think a big one is just like, <clears throat> you can almost tell when somebody cares, you know, like, are they passionate about their job? Like, are they wanting to learn more? Or are they like, you know, just maybe uploading photos, maybe never, never, never talk about their clients. You know, they're only talking about them. They're only uploading like thirst trappy esque photos, you right. know, and they're not talking about the nuances of their job. They're not talking about how they're improving. I think that's what really gets me is it's it's almost like and I hate I hate this term like TikTok influencers because like any of us can influence you know what I mean like so in that sense all three of us are influencers here I mean I don't have the size of following that either you guys have I don't think but like all of us are capable of in well her especially yeah. <laughs> Mel especially yeah but like it's you know is there a specific red flag there are buzzwords that I think all of us can agree on that. Like when we see these buzzwords, we're like, mm, yeah, rolling our eyes, uh, cleanse, toxins, hormones are a big one that like, if you're talking about, you can balance your hormones or something like that, like no, get out of here. Um, so there's detox. Certain... detox. Yep. That's a big one. Um, if you need to like reset or something like that, and there's context where reset makes sense, like, right, reset, right, right. Mindset, right. you know, something like that, that's different than what, us three resetting your metabolism yes oh oh when people throw out metabolism like a little bit too much you're not just talking about it from an education standpoint but you're like you need to reset your metabolism it's like no red flag big red flag right there yeah <laughs> this person doesn't know anything like on the play yeah. it's all levels yeah, <laughs> step back 10 yards revoke your coach's license <laughs> seriously though no i love that and i love that you even asked that because i think that's a in a world where influencers are becoming so big, TikTok's becoming so big, Instagram is so big, and so many people are coming into the, um, the what's the called the work line of being a coach. Everyone can be a coach, but not anyone can be a coach. You right. Know what I so mean? I think that um, it's something that he said is important that was small. It's the thirst trappy photos. You know what I mean? Like it's people that look great, right? But you have to look past the physique. You know what I mean? Like 
they're going to be somebody that looks awesome and you want to look like them. And a lot of people can't see past the physique. You know what I mean? Like, dang, that I want her body. I want his physique. You know, Um, you have to look at the actual product you have to actually look at the education you have to actually look at the talk about their clients right Right. so it's like you have to see past that result that like and you and you have to look more in depth into that person so if you're you you follow somebody you're looking to sign sign up with a coach you got to go down the rabbit hole you got to do your own research on that coach and understand the actual depth of their education uh or are they using their results as their driver to get clients because you using your results too much um as a driver big red flag because it's like you know alex and i melissa we're happy with our physique you know what i mean like we're in we we're confident in a good place but that's not the sole driver i would say it's probably maybe midway or lower down the ladder right Um, it's more what we what you can bring somebody in terms of your knowledge your expertise right um that's the main driver for your business i have this oh some green flags hold on let me talk about a red flag real quick and let me talk about the green (laughs) i i have this really good friend i won't talk about her too much um but she became a coach and she would often get so fret. I talked to her about it. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Like coaching clients. She's like, oh my gosh, it's just such crap because they just won't eat right. They just won't work out. And I'm like, okay, well, have you like coached them through? This? You have to be a coach. I like, I seriously sat up to her though. I was like listening to her just complain and complain about how awful these clients were doing. And then I just like sat there and I was like, so what are you doing to help them? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, you can't just throw macros at them and say, here, follow these macros. <laughs> and I'm like, when do you do check-ins? She's like, I don't. I'm like, I'm oh. sorry, what? <laughs> Full red flag. <laughs> Seriously, though, like you could genuinely tell. And it was kind of what Ryan was saying. She has such a great physique. And I think in her mind, she genuinely was like, oh, yeah, I can help other people achieve this physique. But she genuinely didn't want to be a coach. She just wanted mm-hmm. money and to say, I can coach these people. I like working out. So I like working I can... out. I can help people oh, work yeah, out with my yeah. influence. But she didn't have the educational and the background and the what what is the word I'm looking for? Fortitude to be like, okay, patience, these clients and the so, patients, yeah. yeah, are struggling. I need to meet them where they're struggling and say, how can I better help them? She's an incredible person. Don't get me wrong. I just think a lot of people think coaching is this easy thing. Here's your macros, here's your workouts, and it's not that. So if you're yeah. listening to us and maybe you were thinking about ever wanting to go into fitness, like just know it's not just giving someone their numbers and workouts. It's about genuinely caring and being patient enough to work through the hard trials and get them moving because you personally know what those hard trials feel like. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people will see, you know, what we do and it's like, oh, they got to ditch the nine to five. I'm we're working 24 seven to eight now. Yeah, for, <laughs> we're getting, yeah, for we're a working. six to nine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like the hours did not get smaller. The hour mm-hmm. of owning your own business, the hours expand like yes. exponentially. And it, you know, it's nice because you're working on your own thing, but 
<laughs> a lot more stressors. You have to know every single part of your business, the finance, the, you know, the, the growth, the marketing, every single thing, not to mention the education of actually knowing like the nitty gritty and all this stuff, the mindset that it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's a fun problem, but like you said, it's not for everybody. No, absolutely. I, <clears throat> it's a fun problem. I like that. Yeah. It's a fun problem to have. It's green true. flags. I don't want to gloss over that. What do you think? <laughs> okay. What green are the flags. attributes of a great coach? I think confidence and the way they they talk and pre uh, present themselves on social media. So you can always tell between a coach that's confident. And what I mean by that is like, I mean, there's some people who are very confident in this. <laughs> that's true. But they're That's confident true. enough that if someone were to rebuttal them in the comment section, they don't meet it with anger or frustration. They meet it with, I see where you're coming from, but they're very objective of like, based off of this, this is where I learned it. And I think another big green flag for me is they're willing to take feedback and to learn from it. Um, yeah. You brought up TikTok. And I think on TikTok is where I see it the most. I always see um, stitches, like doctors mm -hmm. or other people stitching people in. And I love when I go in and I see that the person who got stitched in, um, they're like, you know what? You were right. I apologize. I should have pointed out this you're right about this i'm gonna go research more about this like that is when i'm like green flag i want to work with this person yeah. tells Agreed. me they have a flexible mindset tells me they're willing to learn more um and they're not just all ego yeah what, what about you guys yes to change is like my biggest one i think there are going to be so many situations that just change as a coach with different clients you're getting so many different people with so many different backgrounds in their life so many different struggles and we need to understand like what you know changes do we need to make and what changes do we need to make in ourselves in order to you know help these people improve right agreed okay well alex you've been great i need to i need to jump into questions with you that i have written down um but this has been great i really love this and i hope to have you fun. on the podcast more this has been so yeah. awesome Let's do it. okay so questions i have for you um what are your thoughts on wanting to lose weight but not willing to have any type of um what's the word tracker not even just like tracking on my fitness pal but like someone who just doesn't really want to track any type of food they're eating but just really wants to lose weight and get cut what are, like what are your honest thoughts about that it's tough i think the biggest thing is managing expectations on that and it's like you know it's going to go slower um a phrase that i really like is what gets tracked gets managed and it's like we probably have to have some degree of tracking just to make sure you're going in the same, in the direction that you want to go. If somebody wants to lose weight, but they're not looking at any circumference measurements or their body weight, for example, or their calories, it's like, okay, well, how do we know if we're actually making progress? Progress pictures over time, that might take a month and a month in between data to, to see if we're heading in the right direction. Man, that's tough. How much time so lost? Yeah, too much time lost. I agree. Because if we're if we're spinning our wheels for three, four weeks before making a change, and then it's like a very subjective change, like I might be able to see a little bit more definition around your arm, maybe. I don't know. I think you're doing right. Like, it's just, yeah. and so I think it's just managing the expectations of like, what does the client want? How aggressive can they be with their goals? What is the absolute minimum they are willing to do? Meet them there and then increase the challenge over time. I love that. Wow. That was a beautiful way to say that. You said something. What What did you say is your favorite thing? Measure oh, Tracking what is gets, measured? What gets, what gets tracked gets managed. 
what gets tracked gets managed. I love that. I think oftentimes I, um, we find the struggle and I explain this to my clients. I'm like, my job as a professional and someone you're hiring is to be able to be objective about your results and to help you through it. I don't want to be subjective and be like, oh, it looks like you're making progress. I want to know you're making progress. I need some type of measurement. So I think that's when we fall into that like understanding of the scale, your measurements, like tracking your, bo- uh, your body and stuff. But you, yeah, okay. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm talking too fast. Um, that is so important for us to be able to say, like, hey, this is working, or hey, this isn't working. Let's switch things up. Um, so it's just that objective point of it. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you, and it's kind of funny, but I've been seeing it a lot, and we've been seeing it a lot. Um, what are your thoughts on like that new um dieting pill, the one that they're talking about for diabetics? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Did you see my rant the other day on my, on my Instagram story? It was uh, during my last week's Q and a, I think I might, I might like, like save it and then make it as a post. So I went in, I, if people had high blood pressure and their doctor prescribed them a medicine to get their blood pressure into a healthier zone, we would never stop for a second to judge them. So why the fuck would we judge somebody for taking a pill that helps them get to a healthier body fat? That's my perspective. And I know we just talked about openness to change. That's my, that's my stance. That's not changing. Like I want to help people. That's why we got into this. And yes, there will always be trade-offs with pretty much anything that we do. Anything. I mean, it's time, it's money. It's, there's some kind of, of trade-off. Now I'll say that like, celebrities using it who are like a buck 30 and they want to lose five pounds you guys suck you guys suck because you're changing you are like totally warping the minds of everybody else who looks up to you but it's like if if you have a medical necessity and you're you talk to your doctor you have these nuanced discussions and they say it's the right option for you please don't feel bad about that that's the point though that's the big thing right there is is talking to a professional Yes, um, yes. because it can be very, um, our brains want to do the easiest thing possible. Shortcuts. Yeah. Right. So somebody who's not informed would easily look at this pill and say, I can lose a bunch of weight this way, you know, yeah. but maybe it's not the best thing for you. Maybe there's a, a more, um, sustainable way or natural way for you to lose weight that will be better for your life moving forward right so you have to understand what you're taking and you have to understand um i think the why the trade-offs and why you're doing it because it's a way better alternative than surgery right it's a way better alternative than you know a lot of things uh than going and getting a, a gastric bypass or a gastric sleeve or something like that which might be necessary in certain cases but you have to speak to, I would say, you got to speak to a professional. You got to understand what's what's happening. What are the side effects when you get right. off those type of pills? So the reason why I ask you is because like you had brought up the celebrities, I, I feel like it's become something popular. It's one of the trendy dieting pills that people are just wanting to jump on because of the weight loss effects. But people aren't understanding what causes the weight loss effects everyone just thinks oh this pill just makes me lose weight this fat burning pill just makes me fat burn and i'm like no most of these pills what they're doing is they're suppressing your appetite right they're suppressing it in such a big way that when you get off the pill like what do you think happens right like your regulation i don't of- know if, 
there's I don't know if the plan is to ever get off of it, though. And I don't necessarily think that's a good or bad thing. Obviously, I would want to be medically trained to talk like in right. depth about this. Right. But um, I think this is one of those, at least from my understanding, um, it is one of those that you're on it for life. You know, and it's like oh. it's like a high blood pressure medication. Um, again, I take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, <laughs> listeners. Talk to your doctor, not me. Um, right. But thing. I do think it's one of those things that, like a high blood pressure medication, if somebody struggles with that, that might just be the reality from them for them going forward. Right. I love that. Um. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and I love that you were able to just give your perspective on it and say honestly how you feel about it but then the, the people who are making it a big shit show like you're not doing any help to people who I just think more than anything if you're thinking it's like pills that need to help you without like a medical um necessity like just go talk to your doctor like Ryan was saying and see if what other options there is for you because like Alex said I think there is a time and a place for those who do need it and there's no shame behind it but then I also think those who are just finding trying to find a quick way right? To lose a couple of extra pounds. There is other better ways that will help you actually sustain the weight loss because, okay, yeah, lose 10 pounds real quick, but how do you sustain that without actually practicing behavior, you know, change in habits? Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to ask that next question? Yes. Yeah, so... I'm over here prepping you. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask any of those questions. I have a bunch of questions I wanted to ask Alex. Would you say just starting um, in weight loss or starting as a coach? Um. No, I would think weight loss. I want to hear his perspective. Yeah, so what, different than mine. what tips would you give someone um, just starting like to try to lose weight? That's just starting to maybe um, try to increase their fitness or, or get in the gym and, and be healthier. I would say do do less than you think you need. And that's usually, you know, so many people take the maximalist approach of like, oh, I need to start lifting six days a week. I need to start running a half marathon every week. I need to track everything to the, to you know, to the gram. I need to hit a carb goal, a fat goal. And it's like, this stuff is important, but for the most part, it's noise. You know, we need to focus right. on the big pillars. We need to focus on, let's get a little bit more active. You know, if you're at 2000 mm -hmm. steps a day, wow, 4,000 would be phenomenal. And that'll only take what? Another 20 minutes, you know, like, and you can do it while you're watching something or reading something. Mm -hmm. You can just pace around the house for that. Um, right. So I would say track accurately, as accurately as you can. Just try, just see if you have no idea what's coming in and out. Like it's going to be really, really tough to make any changes if you have no idea what you're eating and where the source of your calories are really coming from. So I would say, um, first start tracking your meals. Second, get a little bit more active and three, find a program that is three or four days per week, a lifting program, three or four days per week that you enjoy. Just Google something. If you don't have the money for a coach, literally just Google anything, do a push, right. a pull and a leg exercise. Do that four, three, four times a week, three sets each, bada boom, bada bing. You're good to go. For sure. Okay. So the one question I really wanted to ask you was this, what, what would you say to someone who has found themselves in a funk and they're currently cutting or bulking? Oh, <laughs> how intense are their goals? You know, that's that's kind of the thing is like, if it's just somebody who wants to get a little bit leaner or a little bit bigger, it's, you know, can we adjust the diet to kind of meet them where they're at? Or is it somebody who has very aggressive goals and is like, I will do whatever it takes. I know I'm in a lull right now, but... And this is hard, but 
you know, it's, it, it's dependent on where they're at and what they want to do. So man, I would first like for bulking, for example, whenever somebody's having strong, like trouble, uh, gaining weight, it's like, okay, first off there, there's a rule that I like, and it's no dry foods. So every food has to have a sauce, a condiment, some olive oil, something on it. It cannot be dry. That adds so many calories. <laughs> Don't do that. If you're trying to lose weight, no, right, all dry right. foods. <laughs> um, and then but like also add liquid calories, you know, like I'm drinking this Arnold Palmer right here because I'm, you know, I need to eat like 3,400 calories a day. And my hunger is not where it was at the beginning of this bulk, like six months ago. So I just need to pound liquid calories as often as possible. So I think I would just have a conversation with that person of like, what is your end goal? Would it make sense to put a pause on that and just sit at maintenance for a while? We can still grow muscle at maintenance, you know, I'll be at a little bit slower. Um, and, you know, are you, are you prepared to change the target in the interim? Uh, well, that's awesome. That's what I would suggest to uh, the reason why I ask you is because I remember a couple of months ago, you made a video where you went into a cut and then you cut it, cut it short. Cause you were like, Nope, yeah, not filling so, up for it. So the cliff notes version of all that was I was at 165 pounds and I realized if I got down to 148 pounds, um, which would be tough. Uh, because I was like a relatively lean 165. Um, if I got down to 148, I would set a lot of state records in powerlifting. And so I was like, mm, gonna do it. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> just, just pretty cool to do that. So I was like, yep. well, the state, the state championship meet was in, you know, November or whatever. And so I start on this crazy fat loss, you know, going slow, going the right rates, you know, not super aggressive, but I started getting lean. I was probably ballpark in the neighborhood of like five to 7%. I mean, you could see, like, I think it's called the adipocytes, um, basically like fat deposits on my abs, just like little round balls that are encapsulated. So they can't be used for energy. Um, and it was the leanest I've ever been, but I was like ready to pass out if I did a neighborhood walk. Like if I walked a half mile, I would be, Maddie would almost have to like carry me home. So then I balked for a while. My hunger was slowing down and I was like, you know what, let's try an aggressive mini cut two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. I just got out of a 14, 16 week cut. This'll be nothing. So I went really aggressive with it. Was trying for like two pounds per week, one and three quarters, two pounds per week. Oh my God, I felt so bad. I was like, this isn't worth it. Like this isn't worth the experiment. This isn't worth like the social media education portion of it. And so I'm just gonna be honest, like I'm not doing this anymore. It was in the middle of a lift that I would just went on Instagram. I was like, no, I'm cutting it. I went inside, had a granola bar immediately, like drank some calories and then had pizza that night. And I felt so much better from then on. It's like, I think we have to think about how much are we willing to suffer? And it's not like white knuckling your diet isn't cool or impressive. It's you're being probably stupid. And somebody, I was being stupid. I was coaching myself. And so I kind of have to sometimes treat myself as a client yep. and have that neutral approach of like not, no emotion. What is the right thing for me to do realistically? And it was pull myself out of a cut immediately. And, you know, my, my long-term goal is just to get huge, you know? <laughs> so like, I need to spend as much time in a surplus as possible. So that's, that's where I'm at now. Right. I think that what you said was really important. Something we talk about a lot on this podcast is what do you want more? Like you can tell yourself a lot that you want Melissa's physique, but would you rather have Melissa's physique and eat exceptionally clean track all of your calories um be in a cut for you know 
a few months, um, you know, have to decrease some of these foods that you eat all the time. Um, be in the gym five times a week, you know, like, or would you rather do something else? You know, would you rather take it slower? Would you rather take a moderate approach? Um, and a lot of people will sign up for coaching thinking they want to lose weight, but they're not ready to make those lifestyle changes yet. So you have to have that honest conversation with yourself of like, do I actually really want to do this or not? And it's no, there's no guilt. Like there's no judgment because sometimes you're not ready to make that change yet. Um, you think you are and maybe you need to, um, but you don't have a why yet or a why that's strong enough to justify the actions at that point. I think more than anything, we get into this mindset of like, especially us, I think since we're the trainers, we're very like, oh yeah, we could do that. Oh yeah, we're like very, I wouldn't say full of ourselves, but kind of full of ourselves. But then we have to, I love that you said we have to kind of give ourselves that client approach of like, okay, you're not failing. You're not like not, you're not losing, right? You're learning from this. This wasn't the right path. This wasn't the correct thing. And that's okay. And I think the more we show up as like, hey, we have fuck ups too. We have to learn from said fuck ups. Like yeah. when we become human and relatable, that's when our clients are like, oh, they've gone through this too. Yeah. They've, they've, they've failed too. And I think that's so important that we don't just work on living through the successes, but being able to live through the failures. Right. Well, and I think that there's a good example of this with you in particular, babe, because um, when you had Zion, you had already lost the baby weight with Beck and it was more than the what you had gained with Zion. And so you were expecting because you know what to do to lose that baby weight quicker, very, yep. very fast, yep. get right back down there. And that didn't, that wasn't really reality. Nope. Right. Um, so you have to take that approach of almost like a client and like say, you know, well, I'm not Superman. Like I'm not different than everybody else that I can just like, mess with like snap my fingers and my body will change you know what i mean it's it's um, been a process yeah you've got to do the process just like everyone else yeah yeah take stock of how you feel i think that's very important for us to to help everyone understand that we go through it too <laughs> yeah, speaking <for> real. <clears throat> speaking of um the other question i had for you is what would you say to someone who is feeling defeated Maybe they, you know, went through a cut or maybe they're struggling to go through a cut or maybe they're just like struggling in general, like with weight loss, they're struggling to know the right thing. And they're like, I'm working so hard. I'm working so hard. Nothing's working out for me. Like, what would you say to that person who's feeling that defeat? I think I, I always look for the bright spot. You know, there there's so many ways that we can tell somebody you could be doing this better. You could be doing that better. And there, there are always things that we could make more efficient or processes that they could be doing, you know, get more steps cut your calories, increase your calories, change your food composition. But I really try to be as empowering as possible because I feel like there's just so much negativity and especially within ourselves. We put, all of us put such high pressure on ourselves that you just sometimes need somebody that's in your corner that says like, hey, I saw you got 6,000 steps yesterday. That's awesome. You know, usually you get around 2,500. So to get this, you really went out of your way to do, to do this. And I'm really proud of you. And I hope you feel proud of yourself too. 
And that has moved some of my clients, I'm not kidding, to tears. Just saying, like, I think you're doing a really good job. Even if they are feeling like a failure, maybe their weight isn't coming down like they expected to, or like it did last time. Or maybe, you know, their kids are acting a little crazy and, you know, and like they feel like a bad mom or bad, bad dad. And it's like, you're not a bad mom. You're not a bad dad. You're not a failure because the weight isn't coming off at this extreme rate that you did when you were, you know, when you were in your twenties or something like that, things are just different now and that's okay. And we're going to figure out a path for you no matter what. Wow. I'm going to cry. It's it's so true though. I think I think sometimes I can be kind of a hard ass, but I like to, and people get intimidated by me because I'm the way I am on Instagram. But I think oftentimes I, I try to focus on that too, those positive things. Um, I just had a client message me and she's like, you know, I drank more last night than I wanted to. And I'm like, but you tracked that drink. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. No, I'm, that's Big exactly progress. it. It's like, yeah. at least you tracked it. I mean, right. seriously, let's, like, let's look at the positives here. And there there are so many positives. You know, sometimes I get frustrated. It's like somebody, they're gaining weight, right? They're gaining weight, gaining weight. And then they come to us. Then they come to the coaches and they stop gaining weight. That should already be success. Right. I mean, seriously, that already takes such a big change. If you were gaining one pound per month or two pounds per month or something like that, and now you're not gaining weight anymore, that already is tremendous success. And we should see it as that. It's a positive. Absolutely. No, you're a hundred percent right. That's wow. Way to put such a positive light onto some, something like that. And just to be able to hear that from someone else versus just us, I think is so empowering. Um, I think people love to hear us, but I also think sometimes you need to hear it from someone else of like, Hey, Melissa and Ryan say, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job, but so does Alex now. So I'm really <laughs> doing a good job. <laughs> um, okay. Did you want to follow up with anything with that? I wouldn't say so. I think, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, put my two cents in there that I think the the enormous lifestyle change of weight loss and um, not even weight loss, just your health management, right? Um, and your fitness level. Um, it's so, it can be so intense, Right. And there's so much like so many things sometimes that you have to pay attention to that sometimes you have you not sometimes you always have to take the wins because without the wins, it's definitely not worth it. <laughs> you know, yeah. without the small wins, it's just so it's discouraging too intense. More often there's than too not. much. Right? right. There's too much exercise. There's too much tracking. There's too much saying no to this or there's too much decreasing there's too much food right because i'm trying to gain weight um but if you don't take the wins it's not worth it so you have to take the wins you have to take the positivity you can't be too hard on yourself you have to surround yourself with people that will lift you up instead of tear you down um, because you're going to tear yourself down enough right and so you have to have that positivity and that positive mindset in your circle if not with yourself um to ever be able to sustain it that wow you both are killing me I'm always like when I hear you guys talk and I you know I'm always just trying to like take this in I know I'll be listening to the podcast later but I'm like damn they like just they're better than me like, I'm <laughs> I wouldn't think that. I wouldn't say that people come to this podcast for you Yes, they do. Seriously, yeah, you guys on the podcast. So whatever, it's so beautiful just to hear like 
other people sometimes I'm in my own head and I'm like I'm crazy like that I think this way and then I hear Alex talk or I hear you talk or I see other people that are like me and I'm like okay no I'm not crazy like that's <laughs> right yeah. it does it really helps having a community of coaches that kind of support each other and tell each other like no that's what I would do too Right. No, you're absolutely right. And it helps having a community in general, like in the fitness and health realm. So I, and that's right. I created that with the day, the day one mommy takeover. That's for a different podcast, but yeah, it's totally true. Okay. Last question to wrap this up. What is a tough pill to swallow, but you feel like people need to hear? Weight loss is going to be so much harder than you anticipate it, especially if you are looking to lose body fat and not, you know, if you're crash dieting, it's a different thing. You put these rigid rules on you. All or nothing is an escape. It's a cheat. It's a it's it's a shortcut. If you want actual lasting results, you need to find balance in the middle. You need to find when you can be more aggressive and when you can relax a little bit while still maintaining the progress that you see. You know is respectable for yourself, but it's managing your own expectations around that. So that's my tough pill to swallow: is chill the fuck out realize what your end goal is and realize what you are able to actually put in to get there. Amen. Mic drop. Just Mm -hmm. like that. I think that's tough. I'd say too, you know, I think like you said earlier, so many people come into weight loss and they want this rapid result and they want all these things. And then I, I do this thing where I I create contracts with clients where I'm like, okay, you want that? Let's do it. Four weeks. And I had one client that was like, that was the worst four weeks of my entire existence. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you sure you want those abs? <laughs> I love that. I make them sign a contract. I love that so it's, much. It's the best thing. Cause it, it's a reality check. And they're like that they actually do what they, they, you know, I want to look cut. I want to have abs. I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, here's your deficit. Your, your track is non-negotiable. Hit your protein, drink your water, do your workouts. And they're like, Oh, goddamn flexibility. I always say, Structure with flexibility or fluidity is the best mm-hmm. way to go. What if they don't? He said. What if they don't? Yeah. Oh, they owe me. Uh, they owe me Lululemon. <laughs> I've had four clients fail their contracts. I've had that them all is, send me Lulu. <laughs> that is incredible. I it hurts love them, it but so much. I, and then I've also had um nine clients succeed, and I send them Lulu. Yeah. Like right. I, there's a give and take, but yeah, I was like, let's yeah. try it, and no, yeah. It's been both ways. So it's really fun. But I, I'm like, it needs to hurt a little bit, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to take your money. Let's still, maybe Lulu, I guess it's still kind of taking your money, but yeah, Yeah. it's really fun. Um, Alex, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Like, seriously you need to come back on we'll have to do another yeah, talk no i'd love to thank you guys for having me we anytime put this on you want me on the podcast i'd love to be thanks so much for having me will you give everyone your at name so they can yeah, go follow you and stalk you. you yeah so good luck spelling it i'll spell it out too it's at alex teamy fitness on instagram and tiktok although i don't post as much on there anymore um spelling that it's a-l-e-x-t-h-i-e-m-e fitness i thought okay i won't lie i thought it was time time for a yep. second oh yeah no everybody does not one. i actually put a poll on my story a few days ago that was like how do you pronounce my name like before because somebody asked how to pronounce it so it was like theme time timey and then teamy which it actually is like team dash e so that's why some of my branding is the a team alex team e the a team that's it's a kind of a play on my name that's actually really, really, really fucking good. <laughs> I, I, thought of it. I was like, damn, wait, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Any coaches out there, the hardest thing 
is naming your shit. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You want to watch something? What should it be called? I don't know. Yeah. The freaking whatever. You don't want it to be like everything else. So like, yeah, that's I hate that part. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys. Well, let us know how this was. Share it with a friend. Go ahead and leave us a review because you guys know we love reading those. And I'm sure Alex would love to read it too. And get up and do today.